Hello, everybody, and this should be the last part of There's a Boy in the Girls' Bathroom. I'm your host, Chloe Lockwood, and this is Chloe and Ava Stories. Um, okay, let's finish our book that we have been working on for a long time. Um, we are currently on chapter 41, page 166, and we should be able to go to... 195 that's about 30 pages um this might be a little bit longer of an episode but we're gonna try and get there um if not i will record another episode either today or tomorrow and it'll be very short so it's gonna be a pretty long episode chapter we are this was uh, written by Louis Carr, also known as the author of the highly award-winning book Holes and the screenplay writer of the movie Holes to, in 2003. We have, it was published by Note Paperback, and we have a few awards here. Winner of 19 Children's Choice Awards, including IRA, CBC, Children's Choice, Texas Blue Bonnet Award, and Pacific Northwest Young Readers' Choice Award. Again, by uh, published by Nope Paperback. Okay, let's try and finish our book. Chapter 41. Let's go, Bradley, his mother said on Saturday morning as she entered his room. We're off to a real barber shop. She said as if a barber shop was the most wonderful place in the world. In the past, she had always cut Bradley's hair herself, but this time... He had asked to go to a real barber shop. That was the that was earlier in the week when they were out buying a birthday present for Colleen. You make my head look like a chili bowl, he complained. Now he sadly looked up at his mother and said, I don't want to get my hair cut. You want to look nice for Colleen's birthday party tomorrow, don't you? she asked. Don't you want to look like a... You don't want to go looking like a punk rocker. I'm not going to my her birthday party, he snapped. I hate her. At least mother left him alone. He heard Carla's voice in his mind. I'm going to need someone to help me move all my things out of the office. I would appreciate it very much if you would come and help me. The knot tight in the stomach tightened. No, I hate you, he said it out loud. His father knocked and came to his room. Bradley, I think we need to talk, he said. Man to man. Bradley stood up. Why don't you tell me what's bothering you? Asked his father. Maybe I can help. Bradley didn't want any help. He was very sorry to hear... I was very sorry to hear your counselor had been transferred to another school, said his father. I know how much you like her. At first I didn't like the idea of you seeing a counselor, but... I have to get my hair cut, said Bradley. Mom said so. He walked out of the room, leaving his father behind him. His mother drove him to the barbershop. Carla's voice spoke in his mind. We could have lunch together. We could go to a restaurant. The knot pulled tighter. Just the two of us. And tighter. It'll be lots of fun, Carla had said. And it would be a great help to me. And tighter. Maybe I'll see you on Saturday, said Carla. I would like that very much. And tighter. You're not Cinderella and I'm not Prince Charming. And tighter. I like you, Bradley Key. I can like you, can't I? You don't have to like me. And that pulled so tight it broke. Stop the car! He shouted. I have to go back! The car swerved. Don't ever do that again! 
exclaimed his mother. We could have had an accident. I don't believe in accidents. I'm getting sick and tired of your nonsense, Bradley. What's the problem? I can't get my hair cut now. I have to go back to school. On Saturday? I'm supposed to see my counselor. She's waiting to see me. Call the school if you don't believe me. The car stopped in the parking lot in front of the barbershop. We're here, his mother said sternly. You're getting your hair cut now. He's, he stepped out of the car and reluctantly followed his mother into the barbershop. It smelled oily, like hair and oil and stale bubble gum all mixed together. All around him, mirrors Mirrors reflected mirrors. The place was ugly, and the mirrors reflected the ugliness, multiplying a hundred times back and forth. But they seemed to reflect the awful smell, too. He couldn't believe he had asked his mother to take him to such a place, but some kind of horrible dungeon where kids went to be tortured. But worst of all, he had to, he had to wait his turn to be tortured. All the barber chairs were occupied. He sat on the torn red couch. Do you want to read a comic book? Asked his mother. No, thank you, he answered quietly. Finally, it was his turn. He slipped into the slippery oil, the vinyl barber chair. The barber tied a shiny apron tightly around his neck, nearly choking him to death. The barber began to, began by combing his hair. Bradley wondered why he had to comb it if he was just going to cut it anyway. At last, the barber picked up the scissors and began to cut. But he never cut off a big piece of hair all at once. Instead, he kept snipping little bits of hair off the whole time. Bradley started to stare at himself through the filmy mirror. He gritted his teeth and waited for it to be over. The barber put down the scissors and began to pick up the comb and start combing again. I knew he shouldn't have combed before, Bradley thought. Now he just has to do it all over again. The barber sprayed some kind of smelly junk on Bradley's head and combed his hair one last time, then unhooked the apron from around Bradley's neck. Bradley quickly hopped off the chair before the barber could change his mind. But the barber wasn't through. He made Bradley stand still while he ran a small vacuum cleaner around his neck. When he finished, he offered Bradley a piece of bubble gum. I hate gum, said Bradley. He never used to hate hate gum, but after smelling the barber shop, he never wanted another piece again. You'll be the most handsome boy at Colleen's party, said his mother said as they walked outside. Can you drive me to school, please? He asked. She nodded. Ten minutes later, he jumped out of the car, ran up to the steps in the front school front door, and pulled on the double glass doors that were locked. He pressed his face against the glass. Inside, Mrs. Kemp, the janitor, was waxing the floors. He pounded on the door until she looked up. Mrs. Kemp scowled as she opened the door. What do you want, Chalkers? I have to see Car- Miss Davis, he said. Miss Davis is gone. He ducked under her arm, which held open the door and ran into the building. Chalkers, she shouted after him. Oh, call the police. He opened the door to Carla's office and stepped inside, empty for the round table and chairs. The room was empty, but his mind heard Carla say, Hello, Bradley. It's a pleasure to see you today. I appreciate your coming to see me. Tears rolled down his face picked up a large manila envelope lying across the table. He picked it up. Bradley Chalkers was written across in big letters. Under that, in small letters, was the following. Mrs. Ebbles' class, room 12. Good friend, honest, thoughtful, caring, polite, whom I will never forget and hope someday will forgive me. 
the last seat, last row. There you are, said Miss Kemp as she came after him. If you don't get out here right now and call the police. Look, he exclaimed, holding up the envelope. She left this for me. See, we're friends. Carla and me, we're best friends. You have ten seconds to leave this building, said Mrs. Kemp. One, two. He, op he took the envelope and left. He opened it on the playground next to with the monkey bars. Inside was the book, My Parents Didn't Steal an Elephant by Uriah C. Lasso, and a letter. Dear Bradley, this book was a present for me to you. It was a gift from the heart, and the kind of a gift, for better or worse, can never be returned. I'm sorry for hurting you. I didn't mean to. If it makes you feel any better, you hurt me too. When I didn't see, when I didn't come to, when you didn't come to see me Friday or Saturday, I kept hoping I'd see your face walk through the door. I hope didn't mind that I gave your book report to Miss Ebel. It was such good work to throw. It was too good work to throw away. You can do such wonderful work. Now I hope if you can learn not to rip it up. I hope you went to Colleen's birthday party. If you did, I'm sure you enjoyed it. If you didn't go, that's all right too. There'll be other parties. You'll be. A, you're a very likable person. You'll always be very special to me. It was a pleasure to see you. I appreciate your coming to see me. Thank you for sharing so much with me. I love you, Carla. Bradley's father was leaning on his cane and at the front stoop when Bradley came walking home. I want to talk to you, Bradley, he said sternly. Bradley ran over and hugged him, nearly knocking him over. Bradley tried writing a letter to Carla. Chapter 42. Bradley tried writing a letter to Carla. His father had suggested it. He crumbled up a piece of paper and threw it into his waste paper basket. He didn't know what to say to her. The words he wanted hadn't been invented yet. Ronnie hopped along, singing doo 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 doo. The other animals were taking another vote. We took another vote, said the lion told Ronnie. We like you the best. I like all of you the best, too, said Ronnie. Bartholomew walked up to her. I love you, Ronnie, he said. Will you marry me? Yes, said Ronnie. And I saved you from the quicksand, too, said Bartholomew. You didn't die. That's good, said Ronnie. I'm very glad to hear that. Chapter 43. Colleen wearing a new red dress, anxiously waiting for her guests to arrive, except for Lori and Melinda. She hadn't told anybody that there would be boys at her party. The doorbell rang. Her heart jumped. She hoped it would be Jeff, and she hoped it wouldn't be. She composed her... She composed herself and opened the door. It was Judy and Betty. They gave me her a present. Ooh, what is it? Colleen asked as she took each gift, but of course I didn't tell her. Who else is coming? Asked Judy as the three girls sat and waited in the living room. Colleen counted on her fingers, naming her guests. Well, there's you two. Lori, Melinda, Karen, Annie, Dana. And then she said the last two names very quickly. And Jeff and Bradley. Bradley? Questioned Betty. Bradley? Shockers? Oh no! Judy looked like she was about to faint. You didn't say there was going to be boys at the party, said Judy. Didn't I? Colleen asked innocently. I thought I did. I don't think I'm allowed to go to a boy and girl party, said Judy. Okay, but you already gave me 
pre my present. They decided to stay, but when the bell rang, all three girls screamed. But it was only Amy and Denna. Amy and Denna were dressed exactly alike, all down to their shoes and their socks. They were best friends, and their parents often took them shopping together. They always bought the same clothes. Then, before a party, or even just before school sometimes, they'd call each other and decide what to wear. Today was a blue dress with white and yellowy flowery things. Colleen and Brighton boys, Betty told them. Bradley Chalkers, said Judy, Annie, and Dennett looked at each other in horror. Bra Colleen took their presents from them before they could change their mind. Both wrappings were this in the same purple and green paper. Karen was the next to arrive. Colleen invited boys, everyone said as they stood up. Her mouth dropped open. Bradley Chalkers, said Betty. And the new kid, said Amy. Get fish food. Karen was very shy, shy and quiet. If there were going to be boys at the party, she might not say one word all day. The doorbell rang. Everyone except Karen screamed. She held a pillow in front of her face. It was Lori and Melinda. Colleen invited boys! Everyone greeted them. Jeff Fishnose and Bradley Chokas, said Dana. So, we already know that, said Lori, as if it was no big deal to her. Well, no one else did. The eight girls waited. They talked and laughed about how Colleen would like her presents. They asked her what there would be to eat and what games they would play. The only thing they didn't talk about was the boys. Though it was the only thing on each of their minds. When Colleen told Dana there would be a three-legged race and the room turned very quiet, each girl wondered if they would have to run with a boy. Colleen planned to run the three-legged race with Jeff. It didn't occur to her that if she was partnered with Jeff, another girl might be partnered with Bradley. It started to get late. A new worry slowly crept into each girl's head. What if the boys didn't show up? It suddenly seemed the party wouldn't be any fun at all without the boys. Where were they? Colleen's mother walked into the living room and counted their heads. Eight, she said aloud. Who's missing? No one answered. Oh, the boys, said Colleen's mother. Well, we can't wait too much longer. Colleen looked like they were. she was about to cry. Where were they? 40, chapter 44. The doorbell rang at Bradley's house. Bradley was wearing a cone-shaped party hat ran to the front door and flung it open. He had a wild look in his eyes. Hi, said Jeff, holding Colleen's present under his arm. You ready? He was wearing an old, comfortable clothes. His blue jeans had a small hole above the knee. It's wrapped, Bradley exclaimed. What the fuck? What? uttered Jeff. Bradley ran to his parents' bedroom. It's got to be wrapped, he told his mother. With a, with a ball. She cut off a piece of tape and smiled at her son. I'm wrapping it now. Okay, good, he returned to the front door. My mother's wrapping it now, he told Jeff. He had been running around the house that way all his morning. He desperately tried, as he desperately tried to change his clothes for the birthday party. He'd already changed them six times. He didn't know what he was supposed to wear. He didn't know what he was supposed to do. He didn't know what he, he didn't know. Claudia had told him, had given him the party hat to wear. She told him he wasn't allowed to take it off. They wrapped my present at the store where I got it, Jeff said. Bradley hardly heard him. Are you supposed to wear torn pants, he asked. What? He ran into the kitchen, took a sharp knife from the drawer, 
and next to the sink it cut a hole in his pants, just above the knee. When he returned to the front door, Jeff was standing inside the house. Claudia was with him. Is my hat on straight? Bradley asked his sister. Sister, she looked over him. It's hard to tell, she explained. It's because your head's crooked. Mrs. Shockers came down the hall, calling his present in front of her. See, it's all wrapped, she said. Hello, you must be Jeff. I'm Bradley's mother. Hello, Mrs. Shockers, said Jeff. It doesn't have a bow, Bradley shouted. Oh, I can find the ribbon, said his mother. He stared at her in disbelief. It needs a bow, he stared. He wailed. He turned to Jeff. Does it need a bow? No. Okay, he said happily. She took the present from his mother. She kissed him and told him to have fun. And he and Jeff started out the door. Oh, Bradley, said his mother. You ripped your pants. I know. He closed the door. They headed up the sidewalk towards Collins. She lived two blocks away. Do you want my bow? Jeff asked. I can take it off. Bradley nervously shook his head. Are you alright? Jeff asked. I'm not come. So Bradley, Bradley, he tried to say, I'm okay, but his mouth didn't work. You're acting kind of strange, said Jeff. Even for you, I mean. Bradley sighed and stopped waiting walking. What's the matter? Jeff asked. Bradley trembled. He felt the same way he did when he first tried to turn in his homework. I don't know what to do at a birthday party, he said, shivering. Jeff laughed. Bradley sat down on the curb. I haven't been to one in three freaking years. Bradley looked impatiently up the street, then sat down next to his friend. There's nothing to worry about, he said shortly. Birthday parties are fun. How many birthday parties have you been to? Bradley asked. Jeff read a lot. What do you want to know? Everything. Okay, said Jeff. First, take off that dumb hat. So while the eight girls anxiously waited, Jeff was patiently trying to teach Bradley everything he knew about birthday parties. Okay, and we will finish our book in in the next episode. Um, thank you for listening to Chloe and Ava's stories. I will... Well, you'll listen to me next time. Bye!